This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What up? Welcome to uh, 48. 48. Yeah, I know what y'all expected me to say right now, but I'm not going to say it. Okay, fine. One time they told me. Nobody said nothing. They said it. They said, y'all, you suck. Yeah. Ain't no chance you're going to make it to episode 48. But um, they were wrong. That was my high school gym teacher. There he goes. Still invested. <laughs> Still getting bullied out here. Uh, Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast, let's laugh. everybody. We gotta laugh a little bit today before we get started, because it ain't gonna be a laughing episode, to be honest with you. So, I mean, most of the time, I know you, you tune in, you expect nothing less than penis jokes and, you know, just trash out of us. Uh, but today, we're actually gonna get kind of serious, because I am way invested in this Gabby Petito story, and have been now for since the weekend. And I found myself extremely emotional last night when we got the latest news. Now, when you listen to this podcast, I, it, this may, this news may be completely out of date, right? And that's the problem when we do like podcasts that have to do with things that are, that are topical developing, you know, in the moment. Uh, Jess, do you want to le- get us caught up though on our latest report with the whole Gabby Petito situation? I'll, I'll let you do that. All right. So um, this is the, the latest from the, from the news, uh, the death of Gabby Petito has been declared a homicide after an autopsy positively identified the body found at the Wyoming National Parks as hers. The and FBI. Gabby's a YouTuber, so that's why she's definitely yeah. been able to kind of get this type of media attention. I guess if you don't know the backstory at all behind this, she yeah. is a 22-year-old girl that went missing a couple weeks ago now, and she was traveling to the West Coast from Florida. Uh, is kind of doing these vlogs and stuff, social media stuff mm-hmm. with her boyfriend. That's what she's known for, yeah. Boyfriend comes back. Uh, parents give these cryptic messages, text messages, and she um, uh, they, they keep trying to reach out. They finally reach out to his family, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's been back for a week. And they're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, how is that possible? Investigation goes on. Now, this is where we are today, mm-hmm. right? Um, the FBI says the initial determination of the manner of death is homicide, uh, adding that the cause of death remains pending final autopsy re- uh, results. Uh, the FBI says they're looking for information for anyone that used the Spread Creek dispersed camping area. Uh, police are still searching for, for Gabby's boyfriend. 
uh, his name is Brian, who has been declared a person of interest in the case. And uh, she was missing since last week, officially. That's from the New York Post. Um, it's, I don't know why. We're, we're so inundated with bad news right now. I'm not sure why this story specifically has gotten me any more emotional than anything else terrible that's going on in our world right now. But I really genuinely felt for this girl. And I had, like, that's the first thing you have to feel, right, is, like, concern of, like, how terrible, what a terrible early way to end your life. Now, is he guilty at this point? No, right? I mean, no. But there's a lot of evidence with him going missing that he probably has some kind of information of what happened here. And there's also there's also information kind of showing, and, and people know that they have a history of an abusive relationship right so things are not looking good for him since one he refused to speak to any sort of police to begin with and two he is you know they can't find him anywhere yeah. and now that she has turned up you know dead and for him to still not step forward and say something since he was the last person with her obviously everyone is going to assume the worst right so what we want to focus on on today's uncensored podcast is Kind of just breaking down this story a little bit more. And I wanted to bring our friend Anna in. We work with Anna, and Anna's got a podcast too. And I think you're on now. There she is on our YouTube. Yeah, I'm on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for doing this. Of course. So the reason I reached out to you is because you can somewhat relate to this situation. Um, and I think that I've got so many questions. Sure. Because as someone that's never been in a uh, abusive relationship, obviously I feel for it. I just can't say that I quite understand it of how it gets to a point where things could get so escalated. And if we're going to make the assumption at this point that he had something to do with this, um, because there was the body cam footage. I know that a lot of us have seen that too. And they, there was obviously friction in this relationship mm -hmm. but i don't know exactly how in the world a relationship can be so toxic that someone can lose their life over it but nobody ever had the sense to pull back on either side mm -hmm. now your situation i know that you were you were in you were in a, a, an abusive relationship and i guess i'm gonna let you kind of take the reins on this conversation mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was in an abusive relationship actually when I was Gabby Petito's age. Um, and I think it's important to note before I, I share a little bit more of my story that one in four women and one in 10 men experience intimate partner violence over the course of their life, according to the CDC. So when I say intimate partner violence, I mean, typically one of four things, physical aggression, uh, sexual aggression, psychological aggression, aggression also or violence or stalking. Um, and this can be during or after a romantic relationship. It also can cannot necessarily be in a romantic relationship. There is a lot of different relationship dynamics there that could be considered abusive relationships um, that could unfortunately get to this point. The reason why I and so many other women and men um, really saw themselves in this Gabby Petito case and found it so triggering, first of all, I was that age, right? I, I was 22 years old. I mean, you think 22 years old, you're like, oh my God, at any age, this is this is so sad. But 22 years old, she's a baby. Yeah. You know, right. She had her whole life ahead of her. Yeah. Um, you know, and she she and clearly had big goals. For it to end over a relationship. I know. It's um, so maddening to me. And obviously, again, we're saying allegedly at this point, but like, it's just, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. That's right. Um, and, you know, I think 
the reason why this part of the conversation is really coming to the forefront is because the more we know, the more this unfolds, um, for example, the body cam footage, we are watching in action what that abusive relationship, how that made her story unfold, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, um, I, I posted something on Facebook. It really took me a few days to gather the words because it was so triggering to me. Uh, and because just, you know, even if it's not triggering to you, it's it's so sad, right? Right. And, and something that I shared was that as I was watching this body cam footage and I was watching her um, defend him, mm -hmm. um, apologize for her mental illness, which now we know in retrospect, after that body cam footage was released, based on that 911 call being released, we know that we saw we had someone see Brian hit her, slap her, lock her out of her own van. She had to climb in through the window. Um, and that's why he had scratches on his face. I didn't know this we part. Didn't, we didn't hear her say that yeah. in the body yeah. cam footage. Right. And now we can tell even more so how abusive this relationship really was. Wait, I'm sorry, really quick. How do we know that part? I the 911 call was released after the body cam footage okay. was released. Yeah. So the reason why they were even pulled over in the first place is someone reported a domestic dispute. And when they were in Utah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and as the police were following this car, that's when they started to speed up. They hit the curb. They were pulled over. They were separated. They were you know, they were spoken to by the police. Right. But when we watch Gabby apologize for his behavior, neither of them ever say, this is what happened. This is why somebody called 911 on us. She covered for him. She was defensive. She apologized for being mm -hmm. OCD. Um, she apologized she for- pretty she said, much, because I'll be honest, by, by not knowing that first part of the story with the 911 call- He it, looked like the victim. It, it sounded like- he was, he was completely, you know, she was the one that had kind of, it's my fault. Yeah. This, all these issues. He was da, da, da. painted as hysterical the first and thing, as an aggressor. Yeah. The first thing I read was like, she pushed him and like, it was like, she was mm -hmm. doing something, some physical things to him. That was, I remember the, one of the first things that you would see when the story came out. Yeah. But I think, you know, the reason why people like me, um, saw that footage and realized, oh, this is not good. Um, something to really look out for is the difference in demeanor, right? So he was calm, cool, collected. Um, he, you know, they were kind of broing out. One of the officers was saying to Brian, um, you know, my ex-wife, she was on anxiety meds and, you know, it's kind of like women be crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of acting like I, I know how it is. Yeah. Kind of cheek and tongue or tongue and cheek, excuse me. And then we have Gabby who's crying so much. And one of the officers says, there's no reason to be crying. And it's like, well, actually, you, there is a reason to be crying. Mm -hmm. um, clearly, somebody just called and, and reported to you that she had been physically assaulted. And even if she wasn't physically assaulted, it's really important. You know, if the most important thing I can share here on this podcast today is that it, psychological violence is violence, mm -hmm. right? So verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, that's abuse. Yeah. And whether or not you get slapped, scratched, murdered, um, it can and will get to that point. And, and even if it never does, that abuse is still abuse in and of itself and it will wear you down and it will destroy you. And that's what happened to me when I was Gabby Petito's age. And, and lucky, luckily enough, um, I did escape. I did not end up like her. I rebuilt my life. But, you know, all of us who see ourselves in Gabby um, are just devastated, A, for what happened to her, but B, for what could have happened to us had we not escaped. Can you tell us, and again, we, you know, we talked to Anna before we started and I said, you know, obviously you, you talk about what you feel comfortable, but let me, I'm going to ask the questions that I kind of feel like pop up in my head and probably that people are wondering that are listening. It's like, how can you tell us how bad it got in your situation? 
Sure. Um, so what I can share, and again, I have to be a little cryptic here, as you can imagine. Um, what I can share is that those four um, methods of intimate partner violence that I shared, so stalking, um, sexual aggression, physical aggression, and psychological aggression, I experienced some degree of all four of those things. Mm-hmm. That's what I will share to you. Um, I will tell you that um, this is something that happened over time. So um, a few things I, I can share with you are um, love bombing and stonewalling. Those are two things that are really important if you're if you're wondering if you're in an abusive relationship or if someone you love's in an abusive relationship. So at the beginning of an abusive relationship, you typically experience something called love bombing. And that is when your partner um, goes just over the top, usually very, very fast to shower you with compliments. Sorry. <laughs> Compliments. Meeting in 15 minutes. Right. Work problems. (laughs) Compliments, gifts, love um, just makes you feel like you are just absolutely the most special person in the world. You've never felt like this before. You're willing to just ignore everything else in your life and zone in on this person. Right. Um, Stonewalling this person um, will end up withholding things from you. They will withhold sex from you. They will withhold love from you. They will withhold a response from you. Um, They will make you so confused why this love bombing that you were experiencing is, is, has done a 180 and all of a sudden you are, you're doing anything and everything to so desperately uh, get that level of affection again. And it's put on you and and made to be your fault that you don't have it. And you're very confused. Um, Oftentimes like Gabby and like myself, your partner will convince you to quit your job and then blame you for the, the passions that you're trying to pursue after quitting that job that leaves you financially dependent on that person. In Gabby Petito's case, we know that she was living with Brian and his family. Um, they will isolate you from your friends and family, oftentimes putting their friends and family before your own. We also saw that in the Gabby Petito case that happened to me. Um, and then this typically ends in, in a, um, a climax of aggression, whether that is murder. Um, in my case, I, I said I was going to be leaving. I wanted to leave and suddenly my tires were slashed and I could not leave. Um, I had to get security at my um, my previous employer and I had to have a security guard walk me to and from my car for a year because I got a threat that this person stalking as, as I shared as one of the tactics here, um, was going to come to my place of work. So this is post breakup. This is post breakup. Um, during the breakup itself, I went from someone who was, you know, vibrant, young, ambitious, um, had a lot of friends and family to suddenly not having a job, being isolated from my friends and family, being um, financially dependent on this person. Um, my health was declining. Um, and I just found myself in a place where I was so depressed. I didn't even know how I got here. Right. Mm-hmm. You oftentimes find yourself saying, how did I get here? Yeah. Um, and that's because oftentimes it is a person who is full of life that an abuser will take advantage of and, and, they need a person who is full of life to kind of feed off of that, like an emotional vampire, because they know that they don't have that. So they look to mirror qualities in an impressionable, young, vibrant person. And that's what happened to me. And it looks like that's what happened to Gabby Petito. She wanted to start a blog. She wanted to start a YouTube channel. She, She was young and she was ambitious. And this guy's living with her parents and living with his parents and probably killed his girlfriend. So, well, I, I kind of ask the question of like, why, why would you stay in that? And so I think that's, a, I think that's a, a question for someone that has not been in that situation. 
Yeah. Is why, why do, why did you, why did you stay in that? Like why, what was it not? Cause you say it obviously now with so much clarity, right? Absolutely. There are a few reasons here that are really important. Um, the first reason is that you are so manipulated to believe that, um, you cannot do better and you do not deserve more. Mm-hmm. And that is because over time, little by little, they are, they are breaking you down. They are breaking down your self- you, isolating yeah. you from everything else. And They're breaking you, down your yeah. self-confidence. They've isolated you from people who might be able to say, Hey, you know, this guy's not good news. I didn't have those friends anymore. You know, um, did your friends ever try to intervene? They did. And actually they saved my life because there was one time uh, I shared something with them that I thought was funny. And they both said to me, um, Anna, that's, that's not funny. And I was like, really? It's a not situation, funny. Like, something that happened with you guys. Yes. And you thought it was, it was funny. And they were like, that's, they were like, that's really serious. Yeah. Wow. And then they all went on a vacation and they didn't invite me. And I said, why didn't you include me? And they said, we, we can't do this anymore. Right? We can't watch wow. this happen to you anymore. Um, so that's part of it. Part of it is that that person has made you believe that you can't do better than them. You don't deserve better than them. And then another part of it that's very real is being scared. Um, is being scared that if you leave or if you try to leave, they will kill you. Um, that if you're financially dependent on them, or if you have children with them, you're afraid, you know, what's going to happen to my children? Um, how am I going to afford this escape? I was very lucky in that I had family that quite literally rest came to my rescue. Not everybody has that. Some people are, you know, living in, in states away from their friends and family. Yeah. They don't necessarily have any, anywhere that they can go, especially if you have children, you're, you know, you're, looking to where, how can I get my children to safety? So it seems from the outside looking in, oh yeah, just leave and everything. It'll be, you know, will be, will be better. And while that is true, it's unfortunately a little bit more messy than that, um, both psychologically and logistically. So it's, you know, if you are listening to this and you are like, that's me, I know deep in my heart, I need to leave, but I, I recognize here that this is sticky and it's hard and I'm scared. Um, there are resources for you. So, so please look into those because they will help you. Like they helped me. Uh, I know you got to go. Um, I could ask you a thousand more questions about this situation. Um, really quick. Yeah. What, what was that final straw that we, your friends like, like like this today's the day. Can you, can you tell us or no? Uh, I can tell you a little bit about it. The final straw. Um, I found out about a series of uh, infidelity. Mm-hmm. And when I found out about that and brought it to that person's attention, I experienced physical aggression. Mm-hmm. And that physical aggression is something I hadn't experienced yet. Um, That's the first and it, it was met with a very serious realization of this is as bad as I think it, as I have had a hunch that it's mm. been, it is as bad. And I wish call. that I listened to my intuition and that hunch before so that I never got to that point. Um, but you know, that's all the more reason tying it back to Gabby. It's always going to get to that point. Right. Um, and even if it doesn't, it's, it's valid how bad it is that you're going through what you're going through. Um, if it's psychological, right. So you start a podcast after everything went down and you said you was kind of a healing transformative thing for you to do. Yes. 
and that is called the Enough Podcast. You want to give it a plug? Because I mean, I, I've listened to a couple episodes. It's very, I mean, it's very raw. It's very, you know. It's... Thank you. Yes, I would love to give it a plug. Um, I started the Enough Podcast uh, to essentially create a diary that I could read aloud, a diary that could be a chronicle of how I got in this relationship, what it was like during the relationship, and what my healing looked like thereafter and still looks like today. Um, a lot of people who experience intimate partner violence face a lifetime of trauma that looks like. PTSD, therapy, medication, self-doubt, trust issues, paranoia, et cetera. So um, sometimes we talk about fun and silly things or um, topics that aren't necessarily directly related to abuse because I have really come back to myself and come home to myself and my healing journey. And I've uncovered new passions like women's health, personal development, um, so we talk about those things because I fully believe that part of that healing process is rebuilding a vibrant life. Mm -hmm. um, we, also, we also talk about very serious topics that are directly related to abuse. So we have um, experts uh, in this field, psychologists, psychiatrists. Um, we talk about addiction. We talk about mental health, things of that nature. But really the reason why it's called the Enough Podcast is that we explore the, the double meaning of the word enough, right? So I am enough as it pertains to worth. And I've had enough as it pertains to boundaries. And our belief is that when women believe that they are enough, they are more equipped to, to say, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have that worth, you're never going to speak up and say, that's it. I've had enough no more. So we explore um, that concept of enough in love, in work, and in friendships. And we believe that it translates to every area of our lives. Um, so really passionate about the podcast. It's, it's a passion project, but it's also a business. You can find it at enoughbiz.com. That's enoughbiz.com. You can also listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Look at you. You're a real pro over here. <laughs> Thanks for opening up about it. I know it's not your favorite topic Thank to you. talk about, but I think it's important. And, you know, especially when we get news headlines like this and you've got a zoom call to get to. So I sure do. I'm a, I'm a busy woman here. Thank you, you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Take care. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, Jessica, 
I think just to to say too, I think it's really important if someone that you're close to ever does come to you with a situation like that. I think sometimes we always kind of talk about overstepping boundaries when it comes to family or friendships. Like I don't want to get involved in the relationship. I don't want to say anything. It's not my business. It's not my business. When there's a lot of red flags like that, I feel like you have to be willing to risk the friendship because Mm -hmm. in in those types of situations is definitely necessary to say something and to step in because I feel like when you when you are in that place and you are in that state it's like you are you're not yourself and you don't see clearly and you don't even see what's going on really and so sometimes you have to literally be picked up and pulled out of that situation otherwise you won't see the other side I'm gonna ask you a question feel free to say I don't want to talk about it do you consider yourself to have been in an abusive relationship before yeah Mm mm-hmm and why do you, what makes you say yes to that question? It's the, it's like kind of what she had mentioned. It's the psychological abuse and the manipulation and like the tactics of isolating yourself, of, of them isolating you from everything you know and everything that is familiar to make you, to convince you and brainwash you into thinking that you cannot survive without them. You will this not. This sounds familiar to you. Yes. Very you, familiar. Oh yeah. This is like, this is the situation that I was in and, mm-hmm. it, and it happened over time. Because it's like they they like set in the seeds here thinking like they they plant the seeds first and then keep you there to a point where it's almost like you don't know how you got there and you're so invested in the relationship where you're like, well, that they, they are that person in the beginning. I know that's them. I know that's their heart. I know that I know that you're trying who to they get truly back to, to are. Like day one. This right here is just. Uh, we're, we'll get through this or this is a bad day or they like they suffer from mental illness. So they they're not thinking clearly kind of thing. So but, that's that's kind of I you, feel like I'll that's ask, how it gets there. I kind of ask you the same question of like, why would you and, and I'm genuinely asking this because. It, we see, I'll take my marriage, for example, mm-hmm. hindsight of my marriage. I'm like, wow, there was a lot of not great things in there. I, I was by no means an abusive relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, me, but like I can see in a small sense of how in hindsight, it's like, oh my God, like the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but like there's some situation, like listening to Anna's situation, we don't know enough about the Gabby situation yet, obviously, to really we know enough that we know enough that like she was being abused. Why the fuck would you not leave? Like, take me, take me. Can you take me to your worst day that you consider to be like the height of your abuse in your relationship? No, it, it's honestly because it does. It, this doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I don't know how long they were together. I don't know what they've been through together. That's the thing, too. Yeah. When you go through traumatic experience with somebody else, that person takes advantage of those situations to convince you to think that you can't get through anything without me. I was That's there. how you felt. I was there for you through this. They mm. turned on you, but I, w- I didn't. I was here for. I was here for that manipulation. Manipulation, and so it's that. But then also on the good days where it's the love bombing, and then it is the good person, and then you have a bad day. So it's like an over. It's like overlapping and layer after layer after layer because it's so. It's like why don't you walk away? But it's like that. That shit doesn't just happen. You know. Out of nowhere. It's not like you just wake up one day and he's like attacking you. No, no. It's like it's it's 
you it's because you genuinely don't feel like you have a life after it. Like I honestly thought like I had to marry that person. Like I had to. That's I like I almost too it like it becomes your fault. Like I got myself here. You know? You thought it was your fault. The the reason he was the situation was or that the reason or he was it treating got, it you. It got that. so well cuz it's like well, I, the whole like not being enough thing. There's nothing there for me after this point. Mm. Who's gonna want me? Like you felt that way. Yeah, mm. and and also I think like the whole isolating things. That's why there were so many issues with like my fam, my friends and my family. And it's like I mean, obviously, I think one of the number one things everyone knows about me at this point is how close I am to my family and to basically isolate them from me and like brainwash me to like think and believe that like they were the bad people and they didn't love me and they were the enemy you know tell me more about that i think it was just kind of like i'm trying to because i'm trying to like understand how that happened it's because you know they don't under it's like us me against the it's us against the world kind of mentality they don't understand us they're 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 trying to control you. They so, think you're a child. They're trying to tell you what to do. And then you start to think, well, like, well, fuck. Yeah. How would they know about our relationship? They don't really know who we are. So you, so in your, in your past, people that you love and trusted would come to you and say, hey, this is an issue. Yeah. You would then present that to your partner. Your partner would tell you, they obviously don't know what's going on. They don't know us. Why would you believe them? You love me. And I think, too, it's like, obviously, no one has a perfect childhood. Nobody yeah. has a perfect upbringing. And so when he had certain information about things that I went through growing up and my and my trauma that I already had, my issues that I already had with my family, he just jumped on that and made it way bigger. Well, you're this way because of this. Well, they did this to you. Like this Using makes that sense. against you. Yeah. Or against them, I guess. And it, it's, it's mainly the isolation thing. And like, especially when it comes, I mean, and it's funny as far as the work thing, he tried to control that a lot too. What do you mean? Like keep uh, telling me to drop shifts. I don't, I don't want you working at that time. I, that's, oh, the biggest thing is like, that's not safe. Unless you're with me, I can protect you. I don't want you working at this time of day because I'm not there with you. When really saying that out loud is so disgusting to me but in that moment you think like wow this person really cares for me but they are trying to take away from you anything that they can to make you dependent on them so it's harder for you to walk away from that situation do you ever feel like you were gonna die there were a couple of times when the, there the, the, I feel like I don't know if I thought I was going to die. I think it was just like, I thought that he was going to hurt me. I guess, yeah, because I I just wasn't sure how far he would go when the, we were in those situations. If like, I didn't, I like, I was just really mad at that. I just, I was really mad in that moment. Like, I didn't mean to like shake you like that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think with that, when you're by yourself with this person, like it's, the having no control of like what they're going to do to you. Yeah. It's really sad. Mm hmm. What would you tell that Jess? I think it's like almost like why, uh, why have we given this person, why have you given this person so much power over you? You know? Mm hmm. 
Like, or why do they deserve this power over you? Who are they? Like, what has made them so great and all-knowing and better to tell you who you are and how to live your life mm-hmm. and take that away from you? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think it's, and it's true. Would, I think would, pe- would that have shaken you out of the headspace you were in, or do you think you were in too deep at that point? I think what's really, and I don't, what, what breaks my heart about this situation is because I feel, and like what I mentioned earlier, is sometimes when you're, like you can't see. Mm-hmm. That's why I say like, you know, when you do find things out about this and like when, even when you see triggers, because obviously I I stopped my situation to where it could have, you know, ended up in, because, you know, in, in a way, way, way worse situation. But there were so many red flags, but you make excuses and you, you just, you're blind. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you genuinely don't, you're convinced that that's your reality and you can't see outside of that until it gets to a point to where I'm, I'm fucking terrified. Mm -hmm. And it got to one of those moments for me to where like, I was like, this is, I like, well, like what the fuck am I doing? You know? Right. So I don't, I think mainly for me though, I had one time where I was just like, do you like, we're here do you honestly want to feel like this for the rest of life? Like, do you think you can survive mentally and emotionally and physically just in this feeling right here? And like the question of him doing something to me, that wasn't even in it. I was just like sitting in my house and like the apartment we were in. And I'm like, am I honestly going to be this miserable for the rest of my life? Is that what's going to happen to me? And I was just like, I can't, you know? Yeah. I think it's really, I mean, for you and Anna, and I appreciate you guys both sharing your stories because, um, again, you may not realize you're there until it's bad. Oh, yeah. You know? And then, and also, what is the most fucked up part? It, it, it is like PTSD because when you get out of it, all of these things are coming to you and you're like, what was that? How did this happen? And then you feel embarrassed and ashamed that you even did that or we're experiencing or put yourself in that position in the first place. Yeah. But that's just all a part of it. And I feel like if there's anything that we have to remember, even if it's like a toxic relationship, a toxic situation, a toxic work environment, whatever it is, it's never too late to change your direction. Mm-hmm. And no matter how hard it is. And yes, it's going to take a lot of work and it's scary, but it's never, ever too late to do that. Well, and the alternative always not the best. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to see anybody else lose their life over a relationship. It's it's sad. It's got to be, to me, one of the saddest ways to probably lose your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I'm just proud of people like you and like Anna. And thank you again to Anna for coming on today because I think the more that we... I think, and you probably felt super alone in that moment too. Like, yes. Though, there's nobody else's relationships fucked up like this, so like I can't. It's alone because you're like embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the more that like you guys are able to share your stories and recognize early on. Yeah. Well, the more serious episode of Kramer and Jess Uncensored. Um. Thank you, to everybody. That hopped on our. Uh, YouTube show today. In case you don't know, we do the show live on YouTube as well, so you can kind of interact during the show. I know Celia jumped on and Shannon D hopped on, so thank you guys for saying hello and for checking in and for you listening here on the podcast. We just appreciate you too. Let us get serious and open up. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure Jess would be more than happy to. Would you be more than happy to talk to people about it? Like on social, if somebody felt like they need somebody to like run this by, I always feel like people turn to us sometimes because. No, yeah, there's. We're there's, a little unbiased, you know what I mean? Like we don't really necessarily like we're all like radio friends, podcast friends, but yeah. like we don't really know your full situation, you mm-hmm. know? So. Would you, would you be a good person to turn to, you think, if somebody needed to run their situation by you? Of course, of course. You guys can always reach out to me on social at Just Do It, J-E-S-S-D-U-I-T-T. Your podcast? Low Key, and that's on all platforms. Uh, I am that guy Kramer on Instagram. I'll do the best I can. I'll help you wherever I can with anything. So um, that plus my podcast is called Certified Mama's Boy. Anna. What's Anna's last name? Laramar. Laramore. Laramore. Laramore, right? Yeah, Laramore. I don't know her Anna. Yeah. Uh, she has a podcast called the Enough Podcast. Let's go support her, subscribe, and do all the good things. Check out a few episodes. All right. Thanks for getting serious with them. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.